Welcome to Cast, the weekly roundup of the real asset markets. And it was interesting to see um, that interest rates went up both in the US and Europe, as well as the UK over the last week. Um, Nicole, what have you been following? Well, Real Asset Media held its last two briefings of the year. One was an infrastructure outlook focusing on investing in new energy. And there was an agreement that companies really need to plan ahead now like never before. There are obviously problems of security and supply and, and high costs, so they, they need some long-term planning. And companies are planning as long as four years before delivery in order to ensure that energy supply. The positive outcome of the energy crisis has been that companies are increased willingness to invest in renewables. So there's a real demand growing then. Volker Trepte of PwC said that companies have embarked, most companies have embarked, already embarked on strategies to achieve carbon neutrality by 2030. And they're very much aware of the reputational risk if they don't meet those objectives. So everyone is watching. Um, and the energy crisis seemed to have sort of focused minds and um, it's sort of leading to this acceleration, the use of renewables. And David Bentley of Atlas uh, Infrastructure said, it's also having another positive effect. It's, it's sort of persuading, speeding up planning permits, which uh, he said used to be the biggest stumbling block to delivering those, uh, those renewables uh, uh, projects. Jim Wright of Premier Mison investors said that uh, a good policy framework is really important that can have a really positive impact in determining where the investment goes. And all experts agreed that the US Inflation Reduction Act uh, is a really positive example because it encourages the use of renewable energy and green infrastructure um, and with subsidies for companies which produce green energy. So it's going to have a beneficial impact both on, on the planet, but also on consumers who uh, will get the benefits and will have cheaper energy. So positives all around. The other briefing that Real Asset Media had together with Garbe uh, was on Italy. It seems to be in a very strong position because they had a very good rebound from the pandemic in a weak economic context in Europe. It's, uh, this year, Italy is growing 3.7% this GDP, which is pretty good. And investor volumes are expected to go higher than the 12 billion euros, which were recorded in 2019 before the pandemic hit. Um, and and foreign investors always had a strong presence in Italy, but they've strengthened their presence further. It's now 75%. They account for 75% of transactions. And offices are the most sought after. And rents are rising. Um, they've been stable for quite a few years, but now they're rising because of that polarization that we've seen in the market. You know, grade A, ESG compliant offices can really command uh, very high rents. Um, and another positive is the return of tourism. Uh, obviously, Italy is a big tourist destination. Um, they've come back with a vengeance after you know travel restrictions were lifted so hotels represent 16 percent of transaction this year compared to an average in europe of five percent the other sector that is really growing in italy you would not be surprised to hear is logistics it has been an exceptional year and uh, marco Grassidoni of garbe said that uh, over 10 percent of total stock in italy was uh, traded this year and the speculative developments are, are fully let before completion and after a bidding war so it's um they they think prospects for 2023 are really um, positive, uh, despite the growth that we've seen in 2022. And uh, Italy is also still lagging behind in e-commerce penetration. And that's obviously another positive for, for logistics. I noticed as well in that discussion, some talk around the increased trade in terms of the Mediterranean, um, which may also create potentially some new logistics hubs in Italy. Um, what about you, Paul? What have you been watching? The enduring story of the year has been 
logistics and it's fitting that among Real Asset Media's last briefings of the year was logistics and among the observations there, the extent of the sector's robustness is in sharp contrast to, to other market segments, obviously. Heinz's Logan Smith said he's a little shocked at the extent of the rental growth given what's going on in the rest of the world. And a couple of the markets where we're seeing the weakest uh, absorption, including Paris, are the ones where you've seen the highest rental growth was slightly paradoxical. And Andrew Crichton of Cromwell pointed out that the affordability of rents in the breakdown of a logistics operations costs, because basically it's a lower level concern compared to, say, labour costs, makes it much more affordable. Will Pruer, Capital Markets UK, uh, Ireland and uh, EMEA for DHL supply chain said that one of the key factors for him is the ability to be gasless in energy terms. And he warned, for instance, that even ground source heat pumps are a big power user. And he pointed out that power requirements are actually going up, not down, even though we're working towards um, zero carbon. And then still with logistics, uh, I noted that IKEA is introducing deliveries by boat for Parisian customers this month. Its entire range of goods can be delivered by boat. The company's partnering delivery firm Box to Home to launch the new scheme, which utilises uh, boat transport on the Seine together with electric vehicles to provide the final delivery. IKEA said that it'll, it'll emit uh, up to five times less CO2 than uh, road delivery and, and it'll save about 300,000 kilometres on Parisian roads annually. And then finally, uh, the InRev quarterly funding index found that in Q3, there was a sharp correction in the performance of the European non-listed real estate market, with total returns falling dramatically to minus 1.6% from the 2.61% of the preceding quarter. And that marks the worst quarterly performance since Q2 2009, uh, when we had the effects of the global financial crisis. Uh, the association said that the sharp correction was driven by the ongoing energy crisis triggered by Russia's invasion of Ukraine, which led to high inflation, substantial rapid interest rate rises across European markets, which we're all familiar with. Uh, the correction is taking place across all uh, markets in RIF said. How, however, it's been most acute in the UK, where Q3 asset level performance hit a significant low of minus 4.79%. And that compares with moderate falls in uh, other European markets, such as France, minus 1.39, Germany, minus 1.38, Nordics, one, minus 1.3. And the UK's 844 beats for reflects the country's rapid and sharper monetary policy adjustments at the last uh, month or so, with the highest interest rate rises in more than three decades, and it's more pronounced real estate cycle. Yes, and in terms of the UK, the latest retail sales figures were down into the run-up to Christmas, highlighting that the cost of living issues are, are really adding to the economic gloom here in the UK. Um, Dan, anything to, to cheer us up? Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, we're trying to get Christmassy, despite all of that economic uh, backdrop. You know, meanwhile, the kind of the continental European resi market, that's still kind of jingling nicely along. A couple of stories came out of there. London developer Zetland is going to build 200 flats in Berlin, uh, together with German investment asset management MBS Invest. There's going to be about 17,000 square metres of leasable resi space. The investment volume itself is going to be significantly more than 100 million uh, when they're completed. Those plots are going to be in three different locations, one in Lichtenberg, Treptow and the Wilmersdorf area of Berlin. Zetland, they actually acquired those uh, plots of land at the end of 2021 
Um, and they're now looking to obtain about 48 million euros of development finance, probably from Hamburg Commercial Bank. Next up, over to Athens, trying to keep it a bit warmer, uh, warmer climbs. The Elenicon Urban Renewal Project, uh, which is being built on the former Athens airport site. Many of you might have seen that exhibited at MAPIC. Uh, well, the Lambda development team, they've unveiled their plans now for the Kengo Kuma-designed Riviera Galleria. Um, and as, as well as the ADAS-designed commercial hub at Elenicon. That's all going to include 10,000 residential units, and more than 237,000 square metres of shopping, entertainment and dining, um, and about 25,000 people are going to work there. Um, there'll be two five-star luxury hotels, and it's beautifully located on the coastline there. So it's also going to include Greece's first exclusive deep water marina for mega yachts, uh, with a total of 310 berths there, and about 23,000 square metres of luxury shopping as well. So it's going to become Greece's most upscale retail centre. You know, those architects have really led the way on the, on the marketing of the project. So Hong Kong-based ADAS, they've been looking to deliver this really modern commercial complex for the first for many years. And that uh, element of it all is going to be 185,000 square metres including a futuristic mixed-use tower with spectacular views. And the shopping is not only going to house retail, it's going to be 27,500 square metres of well-certified office space. And they're also going to be looking for LEED Gold certification as well, which will be the first of its kind uh, in a shopping centre in Greece. A couple of office stories as well, GlaxoSmithKline, they're going to move their uh, global headquarters into central London. Many of you who have driven along the M4 corridor out of London to the west will remember that tower building uh, very prominently, but they're going to sign up for 155,000 square feet of office space in Royal London Asset Management's um, project near Tottenham Court Road. And of course, uh, do you remember the Canary Wharf Laboratory Tower, the life science story uh, Realcast ran uh, a couple of months ago? Well, Canary Wharf Group, they've now submitted plans for a 23-story laboratory tower, uh, which is developing in partnership with Cadence. Uh, which is going to be 823,000 square feet. And it's going to cost about half a billion pounds to build. Um, and it's going to be the first of its kind vertical campus, said the Canary Wharf Group. And lastly, um, just as we go into the festive season, Richard, um, estate agent uh, comparison site Get Agent have warned that if you deck your halls a little bit too much, it might cost you when you come to sell your home. A survey found that almost a quarter of potential buyers would be completely put off if they viewed a house that had over-the-top Christmas decorations. So, you know, the survey also found this sort of Christmas Grinch view of uh, in the buyer's market was pretty long-lasting, with 38% of potential buyers deterred by decorations saying they would not do a repeat viewing once the festive season had come to an end. So just be careful with your tinsel and your blow-up Santa Claus, Richard. Yeah, I will definitely bear that in mind. Um, interesting that you mentioned um, science and technology. I had an interview with uh, Ralph Knocker, board member at European Science Park Group, on the huge potential growth in that sector, and of course also a growth strategy for GABA across Europe. So really interesting to see that move by GlaxoSmithKline into central London. Uh, it's going to be a theme that I'm sure we'll return to in 2023. Um, but in the meantime, thanks very much, Paul, Nicole and Dan, and, and all our contributors to Realcast in 2022. Thank you for watching and listening. Uh, best wishes for the festive season and look forward to seeing you all again in 2023. Thanks very much, everybody. Thank you.